On today's episode, we will be talking about single-family investing versus multifamily investing. That's right. We're going to break down the most important aspects of it, which, as usual, are location, location, location. And we're going to break down the rates of returns for each and what to watch for. Stay tuned. You're kicking it with the homeboys. It was hard to hold two beers at once. Yeah, because your house sucks. The cycle of death. Right. Our building would be floating down the, the road. Yeah, we have some so. real high-class turd polishers in our market <laughs> that we know. Maybe you're just asking yourself, how do you break into real estate? Maybe you're just wanting a different perspective on how two knuckleheads like us got into real estate. Hey, everybody. You are kicking it with the homeboys in the Homeboys Podcast. My name is Clint Weatherill. And I'm here with the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Scott Adams. And today, we've got a very exciting topic. Everyone seems to always be talking about single family versus multifamily. Yeah, we're going to cover basically the the two most important aspects in real estate in general, but how they apply to these two topics, which is location, location, location. That's one topic, by the way. That's not three. It's not three. No, that's the first yeah. one. And then, of course, the rate of returns. <laughs> The rate of returns and and kind of looking at the the difference uh, between the two. So cool! It's going to be a fun topic. Love it. Love how you it. doing, brother? Good. How are you doing? Good, man. We had your your daughters in here today. Had some fun. Oh, it was great. Yeah, was great. She's getting. I think that's kind of a kind of her future. You know, I think that she really she likes loves the camera. I think she likes the camera. I think drama. You know, is going to be something. But it was a uh, was fun to get her in here and laugh. And I'm dragging a little today. I. Went and saw the Eagles. Oh, that's last right. Night. I yeah. forgot. Speaking of multifamily, we're kicking it at the hotel, mm-hmm. California. I love it, dude. It was incredible, man. You missed a concert that you would have, you should have gone to though, at Closed Memorial. I guess the princesses were in town. Oh man, yeah, all the Disney princesses. Really, a concert, like a singing concert. How'd I miss Cruella that? and. I don't even know all Ugh. of them. So I, the only reason I know that is I Mandy was watching TikToks and I. Heard of her watching one of her friends who was ah. at the show. Well, don't tell my girls that. I, would, I know. You know I would have been in, would have been in trouble. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, the we uh, me and my wife got to go uh, kick it with the Eagles. They're getting up there in age. Mm-hmm. So, so well, I thought I saw their last concert, and by saying I saw it, I mean I broke into a th- we climbed a ladder to watch at University of Texas Stadium. 94? Yeah. Hell Freezes Over Tour? Well, it would have been 95, but yeah. Yeah, 94, 95. Yeah, I think it was 95, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So, we climbed a fence. We were hanging on the fence for half the concert just to watch because we couldn't afford to go to well, a concert. Well, because it wasn't the whole thing that they said, it, Hell Will Freeze Over before we ever get together again. It was supposed to be the got, last show. they got together, yeah. Hell Freezes Over Tour. It was hard to hold two beers at once. On, I'm not joking. At once on the fence. Because if you got too high, then the police would see you. So we had to figure out, how, yeah, it was a whole debacle. You were such a degenerate. Oh, man. just complete. <laughs> so were you. <laughs> yeah. You know, done some pretty crazy things yeah. to watch rock and roll and, and drink beer. Yeah. You know, but, uh, but yeah, I went to the concert. I didn't have a single beer last night. I didn't oh, have okay. a single thing uh, uh, to drink. We just sat there and enjoyed the music. It was uh, pretty, uh, Pretty cool to see. Those guys are like 75 years old. So, Well, someone um, should have told us that when we were in our 20s, that you could go out and have a good time and didn't yeah. have to drink. Right. I think you'll like <laughs> what this, a concept. though. I think you'll like this. Joe Walsh came out and said, man, it was so much better to be 20 
in the 70s than it is now to be 70 in the 20s. Oh, gosh. <laughs> you know. That's heartbreaking. I know. It's heartbreaking know. to hear. But anyhow, you know, yeah. still got it, still rocking, dragging a little bit today. But I got enough, uh, got enough coffee here. Yeah. We've got a fun topic to, to keep us going. Um, single family versus multifamily. We get questions about this all the time. That's what I was about to say. Whenever you and I are on our speaking tours or, you know, speaking to large people, it is the number one thing people come up and ask us, ask us afterwards. Because generally, a lot of times, you and I, and, and a lot of these uh, conferences are asked to be there really, you know, on single family, you know, type uh, type functions. Um, but it's amazing. Like, after we get done speaking, the number one question that we get from the audience, and I'm talking many hundreds of times over, is do you have any duplexes or triplexes or multifamily? It's, mm-hmm. it, it always it always comes up. It almost, I hate to say this because it's going to sound bad, because I love talking to, to new clients and old clients and, you know, prospective clients, and I love talking to people in general. It's just that's who I am. It's who you are, too. I mean, you, I like to sit back and take notes and no. I'm just all. And, we both and, and, enjoy but, talking uh, but to people. We enjoy talking to people, yeah. but, man, the question drives me bananas sometimes. Right. You know. I think it drives drives us bananas because um, well we'll ease into the first kind of point location 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 be, and talk about kind of why the question drives us crazy is because in our market and a lot of midwestern markets these multifamily are in terrible locations. You're talking about the ones that are available that are possible to correct to be taken down correct right. the ones that are in good locations aren't available. They're kept close to the chest. Um, no they're either sell them. insanely expensive or not sold. Correct. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's part of the reason why that question is exhausting for, for us. Because I, I feel the same way as you with that. You know, I'm not scared to admit it. When someone come up, comes up to me after I've talked and asks that, I understand why they're asking it. It's still exhausting. You know, just because you're like, well, it's, I understand why you would want that, but at the same time, man, I mean, you got to open your mind. I mean, we're but you know how a lot of these crap books are, all this garbage that people read, like, oh, you you buy a duplex and you got two rents coming in, or you live in one side and rent out the other, right? And, you know, all this short sighted uh, advice that you know, we've been hearing our whole careers, which actuality some of the crap i see on tiktok and facebook that's actually some of the best advice that they, that you see today but I, I i still don't you know agree with a lot of it but uh you know there's just so many so many things so we're talking about the location you know so generally you're saying that the properties that are available are just in areas that you just simply don't want to be putting your money whatsoever for sure in many many markets i would say most markets now there's markets like uh, chicago you know, they have a healthy uh, multifamily sector. You know, those are everywhere there. That's not true in many, many markets. Um, they just aren't. You know, traditionally, in, in, especially in the 1960s and 1970s and, and 80s, multifamily duplexes and triplexes were, were built in poorer areas. If, if, well, in a lot of cases, they're in poor areas because they were then converted from a single family dwelling to a duplex correct at some point that too because of a need right um, yeah you know. so so it's not super attractive from that sense that's why i i just wanted to explain that's why we react that way however 
there's a lot of new build. People understand that there's demand both to live in multifamily because pricing is out of control for tenants. Pricing is out of control for investors. So there's a return to multifamily uh, new builds. We build fourplexes. We build duplexes. We build them, but we build them in great locations. So the, the demand is out there. The problem is the supply it's mostly garbage in many of these markets that gets passed around and people get screwed over. It's like a hot potato, you know. You don't want to be the one stuck in. I think up that's with a it. great point because you opened my mind to where I was going with this whole discussion because my whole discussion was based around um, garbage. Yeah. Uh, you know the garbage that you know that we've seen, but you're right. You know we have we're building. 25 duplexes in southern indiana we're building 24 fourplexes in northern indiana um you know right now we're 30 32 isn't it in northern indiana i don't know fourplexes 134 doors i've been to an eagles concert right (laughs) it doesn't matter but uh right but doesn't matter but anyhow you know i'm not my mind wasn't on like the good multifamily. So I think it's important that right. you define multifamily. Yes, we've said location, location, location. And this goes in with location that, you know, existing junk is very different than, you know, new multifamily. I mean, there's, and I'm not saying that all duplexes, triplexes, fourplexes that are existing are junk. They're, they're not. But be really cautious on what's available out there. A lot of it is here, and I, I, I can't speak for every market across the country. I don't believe it's that different, but Scott's right. You know, it's it's crazy how many times we've seen these same multifamilies passed around from, you know, uh, sucker to sucker to sucker to sucker. And you know what? We've been those suckers. I've been that sucker before. <laughs> you know, I had a house. I, I, I'm not even going to say the street, but yeah. you know exactly what uh, house I'm, I'm talking yeah. about. It was mind-blowing, yeah. all of the crap that I had to put up with that. I can have a whole episode on that one duplex. It's bananas. And I know that you've been there, you know, before, too. Yeah. I'm just thinking of a property on Oriental, which here in our, our city is a, a unbelievably uh, valuable place to live now. Yeah. But when I was Used tra- to not. When I was trading that stuff, you know, I couldn't get rid of the house. I sold it to someone, you know, they quit paying their mortgage. I bought it back stupidly. I mean, it's just garbage. So I think there's been a real shift in the market because investors are hungry for multifamily where you've got a lot of people now building a new build to rent fourplexes that individual small owners can can own. Which, like you just mentioned, we're gonna we're gonna have over two hundred um, doors of that in the next say nine months that we're building for our clients who want to own multifamily, but we can't provide we can't provide them quality multifamily in our market and sleep well at night with what's out there. I, you know, we, it's just not in good locations. And plus, you know, we a big a huge part of our business is property management and. You know, we're not we're not going to yeah. manage that crap. We've we've got we've had all kinds of people come here with only multifamily. Hey, can 
can you uh, manage this property for us? Because our last five property managers didn't work out. <laughs> Let me tell you, the last five property managers didn't work out because your house sucks. Right. You know, not because, right. you, you know, they <laughs> suck. It's because your houses suck and you're out of tune with reality. So don't bring them, don't bring them to us and don't bring them to anybody. You know, well, what's uh, the common denominator in this situation? Right. Uh, uh, your property uh, or you, which is scarier. Three but. property managers that have been in Indianapolis for you know, over 10 years each, and they all sucked and can't take care of my uh-huh. properties. No, they've been in the market for a long time because they're good, and you got a bunch of crappy houses, right. and you're pawning your crap off on everybody else and wasting our time. We don't take those here, and, you know, just really check, you know, your the location of these places. I know that's our for, first point, and we got to get on to returns because because we could talk about returns for an entire episode in yeah. itself, but really 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 watch the location there is something to be um, said for new versus existing we do a lot of new it's very different but uh, but anyhow i think we should get into our next point because it's really about five points you know in one so we're talking about the returns and you're a numbers geek Um, you stay in the data a lot guilty Um, you know it's uh, something that I think that you could take over and talk on for a very, very long time. But there's lots of factors that go in. Where do you want to start, man? Well, you touched on um, keeping a good tenant. So let's start with, with that. Um, well, let's just first start with the piece of paper that uh, that will be put in front of you. If you're an investor and you're looking for properties across the country, what's going to happen is a lot of people are going to put a little pro forma in front of you, and it's going to show what the returns should be on that house. Beware on multifamily when those returns are super high. Um, really? But why would I ever be scared of a high return? Right. Please <laughs> tell me more. Well, we're gonna we're gonna break that down. But the only way that on a piece of paper it's gonna be a high return is a house that is unbelievably risky. There's you see re- what I'm saying? People are gonna be saying. So I you're know. telling me to stay away from high returns? Right. And the, I get it. The answer is yes. I mean, yes, yes. you stay away from high returns because. Right. You know, the old cliche, if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. Right. Well, you think about it. So the, the in the, the heart of the worst areas on earth, or on, on in any city where no one can afford rent, anyone who has a job isn't going to live there. They're not going to live there. There's still homes in that location. Those homes you can only sell to whatever sucker will buy them. And rents only go so low on paper. I mean, you can't just say, well, rent is $10 a month. <laughs> Ooh, what is the cycle of death? Right, the cycle of death. It's freaking renting it to somebody who can't pay it. They don't pay. You kick them out. It's trash. You got to re- rehab the home, the property again. Put someone in. They can't afford it. It's an awful cycle. And the only way off the cycle of death is to sell it to a sucker. Is to sell it it's to a great sucker. Business model mm-hmm. to get into. Let me pawn this turd. Yep. Off onto this idiot. Yeah, we have some no. real high-class turd polishers in our market that we know. You know, that's what they push for a living. They, they, you know, all day long they just are, they're out there with their polishing cream on those turds. And I think it's important to say sucker. like why why we get mad over it because our phone now now it's all texting and you know all these people reach out because they know that you know that, that we we buy a lot of houses. Yeah. And you know my phone's in the next room. I'm sure that I've got three, you know, on there right now. 
you know, and it, I just I get so sick of people peddling this crap. And I know, you know, phone constantly going off, emails, calls. What's worse is if know. it doesn't go to someone like you who knows it's garbage. If it goes to a, one of our clients who doesn't know the difference and it looks great on paper because it's a freshly painted house and right. it looks amazing and it looks like a deal and the rents are this. That's what's really concerning because that's what's put in front of people out there. And I can't blame them. On paper, it looks good. You know, and so how do you identify those? You stay out of the worst of the worst areas. Right. There's plenty of online resources now where you can figure out what those are in any market. So, you know, we've talked about the, the return. It's very important because people really have a hard time getting over that. I know. You know? It's because they see it Correct. on paper and it's like, oh, my gosh. I can 18%? Get, I right. Mean, it's, uh, I can get 12% even. Right. You know, uh, cash on cash return, you know, 15%. Right. And it's it's hard for them. To, then you know you, you get into the 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 cycle of death. But I think it's important to say that even you know without the cycle of death, multifamily in general, even if uh, you know you're in a, a good area, that your turnovers higher. It always sh- it it typically should be. So you, know, you have to talk about good area versus good right. area, bad area versus bad right. area. But so let's just say in our example, we're talking about average area, okay. average area single family versus average area multifamily. Right. So you need to compare. Yeah. There's apples to apples, to, oranges, correct, apples oranges. to apples. Yeah. The the person in the home tends to stay a lot longer. Right. You know, and and that's that's one of the benefits of investing in single family homes is in some cases you get tenants for 20, 30 years. It's unbelievable how long folks will stay. You know, they. We just had a we just had a twelve year tenant move out a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And the only reason I'm saying that is because it was fresh in my mind. That yeah, that's not super unusual. Where in multifamily, that's fairly usual, unusual. You know, it's it's a transitional type client that or tenant. That doesn't mean that the tenant's bad. I mean, we want some of those transitional type tenants. You know, we're building near a, a GM plant up in uh, uh, in northern Indiana, and the the middle management level folks need housing. There's not enough housing for them up there. That's considered a transitional tenant, mm-hmm. you know, but these are people making $150,000 a year. Do you want them as a tenant? Heck yeah. Right. $150,000 a year, good credit, you know, working for an amazing company. Yes, we Even want Even if them. you only stay for a year. Even if you I only stay you. for a year, Correct. year and a half, we want you. So it's not a terrible thing. It's, it's, uh, but yes, typically they don't stay as long. Um, typically they are a little harder on the house. Now we go back to the level of quality, uh, level of quality of the property. It really, really is seen in low-end multifamily. It's unbelievable how little care is put into that. Well, it's easy when you think about it. I mean, it's been many years, but I've lived in apartments. You've lived in apartments. Mm -hmm. You don't see many people that, you know, are living in an apartment-style situation that they want to make that place their own. Right. You know, uh, however, you you see it all the time in single-family where, these people take care of that place as if it were their own. Oh yeah, you know they they're out there doing their landscaping, adding flowers to their flower. I mean, and you want to see that as a landlord because that means that these people don't want to leave. Yeah, Steve Olson, I, I'll never forget. He had a house here in, in Indianapolis. He's a guy in our uh, in our industry. He had a, a, his own house here in, in Indianapolis, and he sent me a picture. This was many years ago, and the person had put up lawn ornaments, and I've never seen anyone as excited as he was. 
because he's smart and he understands mm-hmm. the market. He knows that those little ornaments in the yard mean someone is going to make that place their home. Right. They care enough to put lawn ornaments. No one in an apartment's going to put out that kind of stuff. Right. You know, so there there's a, a pride that's that's in the home. So you you get a little it's a little rougher usage. You get shorter tenants. So those are the the bad parts of multifamily. Well, um, if you if you if your tenants are are um, if your turnover is higher, I mean. That leads into maintenance um, because then your turn costs are going to are going to be more, right. um, which is the single, you know, biggest killer. You know, an in investment is periods of vacancy. Right. You know, if you have more periods of vacancy in a multifamily, you know, it's it's the numbers are more difficult to make work. Yeah, there's there's two factors in and when you analyze a investment property that are kind of the unknowns, which is you know vacancy rate and your deferred maintenance that you need to kind of build in and plan. And for multifamily, you need to plan on higher than what you have for single family. Hopefully the rents can make up for that in multifamily where you can still get better returns in the single family because you have higher rents um, compared to the, the price to, you know, to acquire or build the multifamily. Mm-hmm. It's cheaper to build a multifamily. It's simply less walls. Right. Pretty simple. It's not rocket science. Why it's a little cheaper. So multifamily, even though it has higher deferred maintenance and higher vacancy rate, it still can have higher returns. Just be aware of the ones that are super high. And, um, and, if, and if it's managed property, um, multifamily is a great investment, but it has to be in that good location. You know, it just has to. Yeah, and, you know, we've, we've talked about, you know, some of the bad areas and, you know, and, and here within Indianapolis and, you know, from a property management standpoint, they are so difficult to make work. I mean, it's so difficult. I can't tell you how many times, like in older properties, that I've seen like full-on mutinies going on between tenants, mm-hmm. um, and just you know, really bad, you know, situations. You know, the the whenever I was talking about you know me being a sucker earlier. You know, you care if I get into a personal. No, are you, you know, going to talk about story? when your house almost floated down you know, the street? Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, I kept getting. It's um, another thing. You know, a lot of times utilities aren't separated out. Very important. You know, whereas single family, all the utilities are paid for by the tenant, uh, especially with the when, with regards to the water. It's rarely ever split out like on a. 1920s, 30s, 40s, 50s duplex. Right. You know, so the owner pays it. And anyhow, I kept getting these water bills, you know, of like 1200 1300 you know, and went back and forth with the utility company. And, you know, they sent people out. And like, oh, there's no leak. And, you know, um, and I was like, well, well, how is this? Like, well, they have to be using the water. And I'm like, it's, it's a duplex. There's like three people that are living in this. And, She's like, well, I think you need to send a plumber in there to see if there's, like, any kind of leak. And I did the math. And I'm like, well, the water usage is the equivalent of filling up 14 residential swimming pools. If this was a leak, my, my building would be floating down the, you know, the, the, the road. There's no way it could, it could be a leak. So, anyhow, I started, I started performing this covert op, which this is showing you how it's hard to be – you know, big term thinking, you know, with some of these properties. Cause I mean, I mean, this is like 40 minutes away, yeah. you know, you're trying to stop the bleeding to stop the bleeding. And, and I went over there and I could hear the water running inside. 
And I sat out there and I waited hours, you know, for the for the uh, the tenant to get home, and said, you know, I could hear your water, you know, running in your unit, and she acted like, oh my gosh, it was a it was an accident, but uh-huh. no, she she was upset about collection efforts because she had not paid her rent. So whenever she was leaving to go to work, she was turning on both bathrooms and the kitchen sink and running the water all day because me, the owner, you know, had to pay for it. Right. How dare you try to collect rent? You know. It's, it's yeah. But that was know, in a insane. bad location. So you're getting, bad location. You're getting back and to we're bad talking, tenants. You know, 20, you know, 15, 20 years ago. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you, don't, you just don't see this mutiny type you know, world where, you know, vengeful, I should say, you know, yeah. type world in, in, in single family as much as you do, you know, multifamily. And yeah. I mean, the thing is, is like th- that particular duplex, we could take it out to one of our speaking engagement tours and have it sold within seconds of putting it up on a board. Within seconds. You know, and it's just. It looks great on paper and mm-hmm. it's terrible in reality. Correct. You know, that low-end multifamily stuff is so dangerous. It's bad enough if you're buying low-end. And low-end is different for every market. I wish I could tell the folks at home exactly what amount you should, you know, what price range you should be. In our market, you know, we believe in in the price range of about 120 to, to, to 200 right now for single family. Um, it's different in every market where that mark is. But it's you're hard. You're talking 120000 to $200,000 range, you yes. know, property. yeah. Making sure people don't think that you're talking about one hundred and twenty to two hundred dollars in rent. Yes, yeah, sorry, we do not deal in that world. <laughs> yes, yeah, sorry, we do not deal in that world. One hundred and twenty thousand <laughs> uh, to two hundred thousand dollar purchase price for for single family uh, investment homes. That's kind of the nicer, higher end investment homes in our market. And it's hard enough if you start getting in that below eighty thousand right now, below a hundred thousand dollar range for properties. It's almost impossible to get something good for under a hundred thousand right now. Um, and if you move into multifamily, you're just those lower end ones are just incredibly dangerous. Just stay away from the low end multifamily. Stay away from the low end single family. But if you really want to get burned and learn some hard lessons, buy some multifamily and some really bad areas so so let's 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 uh let's finish with you know it's obvious that we really it's really easy for for us to sell single family but it has to be single family in good locations you know good properties in good locations let's finish with good multifamily because i don't want to sound like the the angry old fat man you know, here, you know, poo-pooing on, on everything because we do believe in multifamily. Absolutely. You know? We love multifamily. You and I own a, a lot of multifamily ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. A lot of, want to clarify, you know, we, we own a lot, a lot of big multifamily. Right. You know, 12 to 150 unit, right. you know, multifamily. Right. So, yeah, a little larger than your typical duplexes and fourplexes. Although, we'll keep some of the duplexes and fourplexes in the stuff we build. But, yeah, typically we're in pretty larger, much larger projects. But we love multifamily. We love only multifamily that is hot, what, what is considered in our market high end. Mm-hmm. Because 
it's already difficult to make multifamily work because you have higher de- deferred maintenance and higher vacancy rates, which we went over. So in order to make it work and to know what you're, you have, you just have to be in that higher end. And for higher end for us, it's about $100,000 a door minimum, mm-hmm. you know, closer to $140,000 per door um, that we would recommend even that's, that's existing. And then you get into the new the new builds and and you go up from there, um, but you can still get returns at these numbers, mm-hmm. you know, really good returns. We can get great returns at two hundred twenty thousand dollars a door um, in these townhomes that we build, you know. That but we just believe in higher end multifamily for most markets. There's a lot. There's like I said, there's some markets out there where multifamily is different, but in most markets, if you're going to do multifamily, it's got to be high end, got to be high end. I would agree. There are exceptions, you know, to, to to everything. I mean, there's there's some, you know, gyms out there exist, but you know, it, it's it's such a challenging topic because so many people pick up a book, and you know, the multifamily is preached in in, in books all the time. And right. I'm talking about your smaller multifamily duplexes, triplexes, fourplexes, right. existing. You know that it's talked about a lot where people get ingrained that they think that's just what they should do. Yeah. And it's not always. They really, you know, need to do their homework on this. And be very selective, really understand what you're getting into. But I understand why it's attractive. We like it too. But we only do high-end for ourselves. We're not just telling you that um, because that's, you know, what we do. We do it because it works. We've done the other stuff. We didn't just, you know, sit down at the calculator and say – We've cracked the code. We're going to do high-end rentals. No, we're idiots. We went out and we bought the garbage first and learned the hard way. Mm-hmm. You know, people can tell us the stove is hot. He and I both will then reach out and touch the stove, see if it's really hot. So, you know. This is true. So we, we, we did it ourselves. Don't you do it. We did it for you. We made the mistakes. We learned this stuff the hard way. So come come on in uh, to to the water where we are now. It's nice and lukewarm. You make good money. It's comfortable. You know, you don't have houses floating away down the street. The water is fine. <laughs> you have no idea what you're talking about, do you? No, no, no. Well, well, he is very charming, but I do assure you, he does know what he's talking about. Uh, this is a very fun topic. We could talk about it for days, but single family versus multifamily, you have to t- you have to go in deep before you really know if it's something for you. And you got to beware out there. But real estate is fun. We're not always angry, uh, fat men, you know, out here complaining about the way not to do real estate. It can be done. We've done it. We've been successful at it, and so can you. So thank you for joining us. Follow us at At The Homeboys Pod on Facebook and TikTok. Until next time, happy investing. Peace. Peace.